Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Ross. Over the next handful of weeks, we'll be presenting from our best of collection, pulling from our most popular and most insightful episodes from the past. Hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Jeff. I'm Lori. We're from Shawnee Station, Napa Auto Pro in Calgary, Alberta, and this is the Great Canadian Aftermarket Podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, it's Andrew Ross, your host. We've got uh, Murray Voth uh, joining us today, along with uh, Jeff and Lori from uh, Shawnee Station. And we're going to talk about uh, toolbox meetings. Uh, now, one of the things that Murray and I had been speaking about uh, recently, just coincidentally, was was wanting to dig into this a little bit. Uh, and uh, then I saw, uh, you know, uh, Jeff and Lori's uh, post uh, recently uh, talking about uh uh, toolbox meetings and 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 we thought we'd invite them on uh, the great Canadian aftermarket podcast to talk about that. Now I've got a level with everybody here. I really don't like meetings. I I don't like meetings. I I've been to you know like a lot of folks. I've been to lots of meetings. You know, it's you end up with somebody up at the front just talking, and all you can think about is when is this going to be over. Now uh, these days. Uh, you know, being able to connect with your team is is more difficult than than in, in other kinds before everyone runs off. So so before I kind of get on and monopolize all this, uh, tell us tell me a little bit about uh, your business, about Shawnee Station, um, and when you started to have uh, the idea that these toolbox meetings would be really important. Talk a little bit about how you structure that. Well, I I've, I've been in business myself for twenty two years. Um, I turned into a Napa in 2018. I operated as a Minute Muffler prior with no coaching. Um, Minute Muffler, unfortunately, didn't have any tools to offer us as a business like Napa does. Uh, Napa steered us towards Murray Voth, which was life-changing for us. It gave us some structure. Um, my wife, Lori, here is the operations manager. She's basically the CEO of Shawnee Station. Um, she had a professional background with 7-Eleven in management. I was lucky enough I could steal her away. Um, she brought a huge amount of structure. And what we found with structure came various types of meetings, one-on-ones, toolbox meetings. Um, in the last two years, especially, we've gone from a three-person shop to a seven-person shop uh, with five bays, two service advisors, three technicians, plus us and upper management and how we got to this position was taking each step head on. Um, And as you conquer one step, you find another. And this sort of filtered down to toolbox meetings. Um, I I, I just want to say, I don't like to call them meetings because I know what you mean about the meetings. We call them huddles. So they're, they're no longer than five minutes. Yes. So like you're mentioning, meetings can be monotonous. Um, The huddles allow us to approach things quickly uh, and keep the interest of the employee. And the reason we do a toolbox meeting is for two reasons. Um, One, we need to identify where our techs lack in tools. It's the basis of this industry. You got to have tools to fix cars. You got to have the right tools. Um, Lori put in place uh, sign-out sheets. So this is from my toolbox. Oh, that's excellent. Yep. Yeah. And our red seal technician, Jamie, he has one on his. 
Uh, you don't find red seals boring from apprentices. It's always the other way around. The reason we did the sign out sheets is so I can review them weekly, see what the techs are borrowing um, and, and focus on where they have to buy tools. The other advantage I have by doing this is I can go to the tool truck with a list and get a better buying deal. So instead of a tech going to buy one socket and paying full rip, I can approach our dealers and say, hey, I need these six sockets and this set. What can you do for me? Uh, it, it gives us a little bit buying, better buying power. It helps the apprentices. Uh, everybody knows, you know, tools are expensive. Um, losing tools is a big problem in automotive if you're not organized. So these meetings don't just include, oh, you need to buy this. It also includes what you do with your tools. Yes, cleanliness. Um, quite often, I, I'll indicate if you don't have a tool or socket holder, use the fender cover. Never place a tool under the hood of a car or in the interior. Use the apparatuses we uh, supply, such as tool carts, fender covers, and, and socket trays. It'll, it, it keeps it more organized. Uh, and it's also better for the technician to know where his tools are. They're expensive. Uh, unlike most industries, you know, plumbers really don't leave a, a big wrench underneath the sink when they're done a job, but a technician can lose a 10 mil socket quite easily. So it, it gave us, you know, a little bit of depth into where the tools are stored, how the technicians take care of it. And, and mostly uh, I had a technician that just, he was a mess. And it was his toolbox looked terrible, and I, I never want to see that in my but shop again. The great thing about these huddles, as well, is they never know which toolbox is going to be at. So okay. they're ready on their toes because every other Wednesday I'm calling a toolbox. They don't know whose toolbox they're going to, so they're ready for that cleanliness inspection. Yes, yeah, we so do it's, go. It's it's kind of like checking, uh, you know, the inspection and seeing whether you can bounce a quarter off uh, the. Uh, the, the, the sheets on a bed and the barracks that's or something. Right. It's like, it's your turn today. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I can imagine, you know, that there's, there's one thing to, you know, realize that you've lost a, a tool uh, or left a tool in a car that you were servicing. It's gone now. And, and quite another thing, if it's not yours to begin with and you borrowed it from one of your, from one of your colleagues, I mean, yeah. uh, this is not a good grounds for a long, uh, comfortable working relationship. Right. Exactly. And, you know, with, with the toolboxes too, like it's their lifeline. You know, these guys really have to consider what they're going to do uh, and how they're going to grow. And, and it's important to see what they're working with. Um, everybody has their own style of holding onto their tools, different trays. The biggest thing is making sure they have the necessities. If you see they borrowed it for more than three times, we'll have a conversation. Don't you think you might want to investigate or, you know, invest in a flashlight or a light? Cause it's important. Right. It just helps them prioritize their tools better. Sure. Sure. So Murray, uh, you know, uh, from your standpoint, when you hear, uh, you know, Jeff and Lori talking about uh, what they're trying to accomplish. It's pretty, uh, you know, grassroots and specifically, we've just been talking about tools right now, nothing operationally just yet. Um, but what comes to mind for you when, when, uh, when you think about toolbox meetings? Well, the, the first thing that I wanted to say to Jeff and Lori is, is uh, I had no idea you guys had created that cool concept of actually randomly choosing a toolbox. <laughs> I didn't know you had actually done that. <laughs> yeah, so keep them clean. That's a whole nother layer. Um, Andrew, when I'm working with 
folks like Jeff and Lori and, and other clients like that, um, I bring up the toolbox meetings as just a title for huddle, right? I never actually technically thought of that, you know, somebody would actually do it. You know, it's kind of the idea of leaning on a toolbox and talking, right? Is kind of what the image I had. So they've taken up a whole nother notch. So way to go, you guys. But the, you. the concept is owners have always struggled having meetings. You know, oh, what, 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 if, what if that technician's on a test drive? Or, or what if that service advisor is busy on the phone? Or, or what if somebody's late for work, right? So then, you know, they, they start meetings, you know, even the five-minute ones, right? And then they, they collapse after, after a week. And so based on uh, uh, leadership principles, basically, I mean, and sometimes my clients laugh at me, cultural anthropological principles, <laughs> I tell them uh, there's two or three principles to a meeting. And, to, you know, these huddles are, are important. One is the person standing up and speaking is automatically viewed as a leader. Like people ask me, how do I improve my leadership skills? Stand up and talk. Because most North Americans are not comfortable speaking in public or speaking even, you know, on camera or whatever. So the minute somebody stands up and opens their mouth, they're automatically have just elevated themselves. That's number one. Number two, have the meeting the same time all the time, no matter who's there. Just keep doing it all the time. All right. So Jamie, you know, he, they referenced Jamie and I know Jamie a little bit, is on a test drive. That's legitimate. There's, you know, it's, he, he needs to be on that drive at that moment for, with that client for that noise. Um chances are he's going to go, what did you guys talk about? He's going to come back and go, hey, what did you guys talk about? If the apprentice is a bit sleepy ahead, you know, we have these young people learning how to get up early in the morning, misses the <laughs> meeting. They're going to they're going to avoid Jeff and Lori, and they're going to go talk to somebody else and go, hey, what did you guys talk about, right? Or if that advisor was on the phone, again, legitimately. So what it does is it's positive peer pressure. It causes the group to realize that, hey, there was a topic this morning and it brings them back around. And so that's that's that whole tribal leadership piece. Like, let's take advantage of that stuff that used to work thousands of years ago on the Savannah and use it in our modern businesses today. So that's kind of the the underlying principles that I try to get across. Yeah. Well, well we find also in these little huddles that we get input from the technicians. That's important. We've got a dodge in here that we're doing timing chains on and the technician switched. Because one is stronger than the other and said, well, because this one is here, why don't you take the timing chain? I'll take the GDI job. You get some practice on this. Jamie overlooks it. And they also give us input on where vehicles can go sometimes, too, because that five minutes in the morning is important. We got a big truck. We know we're pushing it in. They're like, let's use Bay 2. It's easier to get it in there. So it also allows the employee to get their input. So they just don't feel like they're they're minions. Right. So it's not just a question of, you know, uh, uh, Jeff or Lori standing up there and saying, okay, uh, Bob and Jamie and Jim, you guys all need to buy some sockets because you're trading back and forth and do as I say. And this is what I'm telling you what to do. It's more back and forth and uh, an opportunity to to communicate about jobs on the floor, right? Right. Yeah, we, we kind of split it up. Like we really do go after the toolboxes themselves to keep everybody in line. Uh, we do discuss the the day's work, what's coming up. It does help us. Set the the tone for the day. Um, And and you'd be surprised the difference between a year ago to now in this shop, the function. You actually have employees with anticipation now. They're anticipating. They're like, oh. Lead time. Yeah, it's the days that they don't happen that they're like, what's going on? Like, we're not talking today. So it it really gives our staff. uh, Like this morning. Yeah, like this morning. What's going on? Because we had other things to do. Um, it, 
the interaction, like it really builds a solid team. I, I got to say, I don't think I've ever had a team um, so engaged on every level. Even the service advisors kind of wander back and want to listen to what we're saying to the techs. Uh, at Lori does her own service advisor meeting separately. Okay. But it, it's funny how the team all kind of want to get their ear and to find out what's going on. It's, it's probably one of the best moves we've ever done is getting, you know, professional coaching from Murray to help build structure and then putting little pieces in place. Um, so we do three huddles. We do a huddle with the technicians, a huddle with the service advisor, and we do a marketing huddle and they're all on different days for five minutes. Okay. Okay. Who's in on marketing? Who's in on the marketing huddle? Me and the service advisors. Okay. Okay. So what kinds she- of things do you talk about there? Well, we talk about what are we going to post in our social media and, you know, we talk about our website a lot, what's on our website and what has to be added and our Instagram and we go after how do we get more followers and Google business, Google uh, my business responses to um, uh, when we get like a, a four star rating and as opposed to a five, how to deal with it, right. what the customer was like, just all, where to improve, where to improve, always looking to improve. Um, yesterday the question came up about materials and shop supply. So we took a picture of everything that could possibly follow under that category, just as a visual. Um, and it was, it actually amazed me visually to see how much stuff goes into materials and consumables. So it, it, right. it allows us to. So, so, so you had an inquiry from, from a customer saying, you know, uh, cause there's a shop supplies charge on my, in, on my, uh, my, my bill yep. here, what, what shop supplies or what, what's included. Yeah. And yeah. So we did a post where all these things, right? everything, we covered our whole entire bench and some of the floor in front of it and took a picture and says, if you ever had ever wondered why shops have shop supplies, these are some of the things that never get billed out that we have to uh, use to repair your vehicle. And nobody ever speaks about that. So we always, in our service advisor and marketing meetings, we always talk about, let's talk about what people are afraid to talk about. They're afraid to talk about shop supplies. And once again, with toolbox meetings, we cover uh, cleanliness of the technicians. Uh, Matter of fact, we took a hat away from a tech and washed it ourselves. This wasn't clean enough. Um, So it it, it keeps them sharp. It keeps them on their toes, making sure everybody's wearing proper uniform, that it's clean. Um, Lori's really strict on that first visual appearance like perception perception is everything the customer from the time they come through the door hand the keys to the time they pick it up you know the condition we leave the car and when we're done with it um the seat covers the floor mats what the tech's wearing well the apprentice got made fun of because the boss had to take his hat home for the weekend to get cleaned he really liked the fact that it was clean afterwards but it set a tone like if i have to take the hat home and clean it you're not 100% clean. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it, uh, I guess it, uh, maybe it's a guy thing. Uh, you know, we, we often, we stop seeing the dirt after a while. Right. And, uh, but when the customer's complaining, there's oil on his jag from the hat. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, we, that's, we that's, that's, that's over the I'm line. A, I'm the ceiling. That's I'm right. the other car. Yeah, put a little mark on the visor. We clean it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's oh yeah, goodness. that's 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 uh, over the line, right? So, yes. <laughs> yeah. so, so those are the kind of things we talk about in our huddle. We and honestly, years ago, I I used to let things stew. I wanted to say something about the tech boring a tool and not putting it back, and I wouldn't say anything. And then six months later, I would 
yell and or come home being mad about it. Being mad about it. Yeah. Now everything gets addressed immediately. There is no waiting period. It's if if we have something to talk about, it comes out now. We'll be right back after this. Do you have an earlier model high mileage vehicle in need of a new fuel pump? Sparta, distributed by the only OE full-line fuel supplier Delphi Technologies, is ready to defend your vehicle against the open roads. Learn more at sparta.mypartfinder.com. Uh, to me, that's kind of the key of having a, the, the regular meetings, you know, whether or not it's to talk about uh, somebody borrowing tools, not marking it down, or somebody who's, borrow, con- as you mentioned, continually borrowing the same tool over and over again that should probably invest in their own, but also yep. operational things, you know, like uh, whether it's uh, why do we why are we always trying to put the, you know, the F-350s into uh, Bay 3 when Bay 2 is like so much easier? Why don't we just like do that as a process, you know, or whatever the you know the things are? And, and as you say, if they're just uh, stewing, I mean, uh, same with the technicians in the bays. It's like, oh, here I am dealing with this thing again. And, and like, uh, you know, it never works or whatever. And no, not having that forum to say, can we do something, put something in place to do it differently and better next time? So, well, and it, and it kind of created a snowball effect with shop tools as well. Um, being a shop owner and being a tech for years, my pet peeve was, oh, I'm going to go grab that torque grant. Where did it go? And James has got it in Bay 2 and he's done with it, but it's sitting there. It it really got everybody here putting stuff back right down to the oil drain centers. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't want to grab the torches and not find the the sparker to light them. Yep, yep. So Without us having to enforce it. Yeah. So, so Murray, when you know, what do you, what do you, what are you hearing here that that we can convey to you know others in in the the industry to kind of put some things in place? I would imagine as well. I know there's a lot of shops that do have meetings. They try to have regular meetings. Some better than others. This is the first one, first toolbox meeting I've ever heard of was actually like focused on the toolbox. Yeah, wow, that's awesome. I, I'm yeah. deeply well, impressed by that. But Jeff you, just said hearing? something about. You know, employee engagement, um, things seem to be getting put back in place without nagging and even stuff that wasn't talked about is now being put back in place. And that's the thing about these types of meetings, but also the type of kind of leadership that I like to teach and imbue upon people is you don't have to have these huge long meetings and huge long lists and nag about every single detail. You, you choose a bit of time. It's regular. You choose a couple of common topics and you do that repeatedly People become engaged. They want to know what's going on. And it it creates a culture of caring just by itself. It just creates that culture. And a lot of shop owners and business people don't understand. Number one, it starts with them. Obviously, like these two, they made that decision. And it starts with them. Um, but it's it's not that hard. Keep regularly. And, it, and next thing you know, the business is running better. And that thing that Jeff said about stewing, man, I remember back in my day, my early days on my service station, you know, just losing my temper at a certain time because I'd let things build up and build up. And again, somebody gave me advice about, you know, dealing with it right away. So that's the part of this thing is don't overthink it. Start with the basics and it begins to look after a lot of things by itself. But the other thing I'm going to point out to every other shop owner listening that may not have head training or coaching or be familiar with this stuff is look at Jeff and Lori. They're sitting in an office meeting with us. Uh, somebody else is answering the phone. Somebody else is fixing the cars. Somebody else is greeting clients. They're calm and relaxed, and their business is working. 
I know lots of shop owners who couldn't make a meeting like this because they have to be on the phones themselves or they have to be in a bay. You know, that would have been Jeff five, six years ago, right? He would have never been able to take a break like this and, and break away. Um, you guys have lots of right? You guys have lots of time in your day to meet with us, meet with your coaching group, meet meet with other people, suppliers, right? Have professional meetings. I've seen posts of your um your uh information sessions, right? Where you guys have the the lunch and learns, right? That you guys have done, right? So I'd like to point that out to everybody listening that, you know, there's processes and systems that come into play where you can have your life back again. You don't have to always be the one on the phone or the one under the car. Uh, just call people out to to reach out to us, reach out to any training company in Canada. There's lots of good ones. Well, and it, and it brings, like you're saying, Marie, a lot to a business being organized. Uh, I no longer open and I no longer close. I, I don't think I even know how to close anymore. For <laughs> the better majority of my career, I was the first guy here and the last guy to leave. And putting people, the right people in place made a difference and we went through our trials and tribulations um but we got a really strong team we have people here now that care that that's care. the difference we we make sure they're important and they know our where our goals are every day every day let, let me ask you a question then about the meetings and you know looking at it from the other side how much have your regular meetings and regularly having these 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 interactions uh with your uh, st- staff, the technicians, whatnot, that has helped build your confidence in them to help step up. Oh, huge! Like huge! I, I, I can't even express how important it is. I give the service advisors, okay, we need to get two of these done today. We need to get two of the. They go above and beyond. They they compete with each other. I've got four. I've got four. Like it, 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 I give everybody goals, and they're they just have something to work towards and they're all working towards it together. Yeah. So we, we do things like roadside assistance, uh, belt kits, wiper blades in our, in our regular Wednesday meetings, we give them our numbers. Uh, matter of fact, we had a comment from one of our employees. This is the first shop I've ever worked in where I knew what we had to try and achieve for a goal. Uh, Lori writes out the numbers a year in advance. Um, what benchmark we have to hit, what our goal is weekly, what our goal is daily. She gives it a breakdown and that breakdown engages to the point where we actually have our service advisors checking the sales and going, Oh, we're only 10,000 away from making the goal this month in the last week. And everybody's like, or we only, well, we only need done. to sell two more wiper blades to make our goal. Like right. So these, right. these little tiny goals, keep them engaged, keep them engaged. It keeps happy employees. You know, Andrew, there's a study done by the Gallup company, you know, the Gallup poll on employee engagement with millions of employees and managers. And uh, they found in North America in particular that less than 30% of employees are engaged in their job. Like that's a really low number. That's discouraging. And then they talk about what engages employees. And there's two things that always come to mind from that book I read about that. And one is 60% of employees are unclear of what is expected of them every day. 60%. 60%. 60% of employees do not have the tools, equipment, information to do their job job effectively. So look at what these two have done is they've actually countered Gallup's research and they've given people the tools that they need or shown them how to get their tools. And 
give them clarity. You know, we talk about how bad employees are. People don't want to work. We talk about millennials. And we have this inside joke in the Calgary group about snowflakes, which might be not that politically correct, right? But the thing about it is, is a lot of these people just have never been shown what is expected of them. And as soon as you do, most human beings, really, most human beings engage. I was, again, sorry, I'm so passionate about this topic. I always tease people. Uh, you ever watched a baby learn how to walk? And everybody's like, yeah. I says, have you ever watched one give up? Well, no, we're all walking. (laughs) But what happens is a a baby is constantly standing up, right? But somewhere in the school system or somewhere in their family, they get told, you know, to be quiet or to shut up or to, you know, get out of the way or, you know, get out of my way kind of thing. And we shut that human ability down to engage, right? And so that's what I'm so passionate about. What you guys are doing is engaging people back up and showing them how to walk, really, in this shop, right? And look at the success of it. Yeah, it makes them feel important as well when you give them actually a job. Like, hey, you're you're in charge of the website. I am? Like, yeah. they're so excited to be a part of something. And nobody's alone in their job here. Um, a lot of these little conversations, um, toolbox meetings, huddles, it, it, it allows people to get the help they need. Like, well, I'm kind of struggling with the, the website. You say, well, let Tierra help you. And then they work as a team. They, they don't work against each other. And it, it's mm. really amazing to see the last six months, especially. We we brought on an extra service advisor. The, the main service advisor was all, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And she's just like, this is awesome. This took a lot off of me. Her stress level came down. Her job got better. She got better. I use the model, like, if everybody does a little, nobody does a lot. And I try to tell them that every day. Like, I don't want yeah. to be working a whole bunch. I want everybody to be equal. So, and our, and our staff is so engaged that, for example, our shuttle car came in because it's going back into service February 1st. Um, they all jumped in and cleaned it. <laughs> everybody, everybody was on that car. The text power wash. They were on the outside. The girls were on the inside. With nice. toothbrushes cleaning the car. And everybody was having a good laugh over it that, you know, this thing was going to the salon today and it, it got a makeover, <laughs> but everybody was engaged. And in my past, I would have said to the apprentice, wash the car, right? But it's not like that anymore. It's like, oh, the car needs to be cleaned. We let them decide. And giving them a little bit of freedom to make decisions, it gives them some confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also kind of forces them to make decisions. Mm-hmm. If, if you can't make a decision, you'll go nowhere. You have to be able to decide left or right. Yeah, excellent. Well, that's great. I think that's kind of all the time we got here, but it's really great to have uh, you know Jeff and Lori, and of course Murray Voth from RPM Training with us today. Um, you know, it, it's very clear to me that uh, you know Jeff and Lori at, at Shawnee Station have really done a great job of engaging uh, their uh, team. Uh, and a big part of that is starting off the day with these uh, five-minute huddles. Uh, that's awesome. And, you know, I sure as heck wouldn't want to be that uh, tech with the messy toolbox. Uh, I feel I'm going to catch it from probably everybody there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, thank you very much for joining us, Jeff and Lloyd. I really thank appreciate you. it. Thank all, you for having us. All the best. I, I think you've given some great information for, yes, for uh, the for sure. other professionals out there. And, of course, Murray, uh, as always, uh, top shelf from you. Excellent, everybody. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Uh, Till next time, be safe, be strong, be well. I'm Andrew Ross. Take care. Bye.
listening to the Great Canadian Aftermarket Podcast, brought to you by the publishers of Indie Garage and Jobber Nation. Connect with us online at indiegarage.ca and jobbernation.ca, a brand of chat-integrated media.